The costumes are amazing. The choreography is spectacular. That's so oh, good. The set is incredible. It's just, I'm impressed. Having done a great deal of theater, I would argue this is the best show I have seen. I would highly recommend you should come out and see it. Welcome to the Interest People Podcast. I'm Patrick Haynes, joined by David Robinson and Bailey Wolf from the Damascus Community Theater, or as people will know you, starting tomorrow, November 2nd, Beauty and the Beast. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Very well, sir. Thank you. Let's start with Beauty, because it's Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Bailey, how did you get involved in the project? I auditioned for a different show and didn't get it. And that night, a friend sent me the audition, and that day I just went and did it. I'd never done a show with Damascus Theater Company before, but I love Beauty and the Beast, and I was just like, okay. What was the other show? What were you aiming for? The Addams Family. Were you going to be Wednesday? I wanted to be Wednesday badly, like so badly, (laughs) which is like polar opposite of Belle, probably. But I typically am more of a character actress playing like kind of ridiculous roles, and so that was what I was aiming for was like Wednesday Addams is crazy and ridiculous. So that character actress kind of part of you, have you done anything to kind of add like a little bit of flair to beauty, or are you finding the role kind of limiting? Oh, no. I find it a challenge because she's, I don't typically play like an ingenue role. Just like figuring that out has been, what I think, has been a challenge. But I'm trying to add little like comedic parts to her because I feel like that kind of gets skipped over sometimes. But she's very clever. Like she's meant to be funny. She's making fun of Gaston so often or when she's in the castle, she's like meeting these crazy characters. And I just think like there has to be a comedic part to her. Quick practical question about how this play works. How much of this are like other actors just in the full black ninja suits holding spoons and forks and (laughs) running around you? The costumes are incredible. It really is meant to look like they are a spoon or they are a fork and they are running around with trays of food and stuff. It's awesome, though. So, David. (laughs) Yes, sir. Take the voice. How did you become the Beast? One year ago, last fall, I was in Damascus Theatre Company's production of The Little Mermaid as the ship captain. When you've done a production with a theatre company, they keep in touch with you as things come up. As Beauty and the Beast came up, essentially people were saying, oh, you know, there's a role in this, obviously, that with your voice and your relatively scary looks, you would be perfect for. I listened to some of the music on the CD and there is a lot more music in the Broadway production than there is in the original animated movie. So I listened to some of his parts and thought, I could probably sing that. Came out, gave it a shot, and they were generous enough to give me the part. How much prosthetics are you wearing in this? Is it like a big mask, or is it like (laughs) ears and a horn? A lot, so much. The beard, if you will, is prosthetic, uh, liquid latex and uh, some very serious glue, things like that. A very hefty dose of facial makeup and then a wig with horns on it and that kind of thing. It beasts me up very well. (laughs) And is also rather hot, but it's brilliant. It looks fantastic when it's all brought together. It really does. So so do you have like a little pocket fan when you're behind the curtain? There is a beast cooling station in the back that consists of several fans and paper to all all manner of things to to try to bring me back into a not heat stroke kind of temperature. I can't imagine you did a lot of the rehearsals in all makeup. When was the first time you put it on? Man, just about a week ago that they finally mm-hmm. got everything together. So I've only been doing it for a few days. It's it's different. It's fun. It's interesting, as Belle was mentioning, that uh, sometimes 
the quick changes and things like that can be difficult. Just going out and being in that amount of gear mm-hmm. is uh, a little strenuous. How do they deal with you turning back into a dude? Do, do you run backstage? or <laughs> they? Is there a body double? <laughs> as a matter of fact, there is. We have been referring to no, him. No, no, as... no. We don't reveal our secrets. <laughs> oh, no. You're not magicians. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! So the, what would be a fake beast name? We beast? call him Stunt Beast. Stunt Beast, and he has a T-shirt that says Stunt Beast. I and want a T-shirt. It's amazing. It says Stunt Beast. His name is Bob, but he and he's brilliant. He's but his, he has a T-shirt that says Stunt Beast, and that's what we call him. You said that there is more songs for your character. Are there more songs for Belle as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's songs that aren't in the movie. Her two big songs aren't in the animated movie. What are some of the things that people can expect to hear? Like Other Sides of Belle, more of her thought process? There's a song, she sings Home, when she kind of first gets into the castle and trades places with her father. And it's just kind of her reflecting on being in this place and how is she going to deal with being in the castle now she's stuck here and then at the end she sings a change in me which is there's been a change clearly in her thought process and in the way she views the beast and so she sings about that do you get to wear the gold dress or how do you guys do that oh yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) i do and it's amazing our costumer who's also one of our producers carol boyle did an amazing job on the dress i truly feel like a princess when I put it on. Which of the outfits would you want to steal? Probably that dress. (laughs) (laughs) I like all my costumes, though. I have three, and I I like all of them. And you have some pretty quick costume changes probably during the... Yeah, really quick. All of my changes are quick. They're, like, all done in a 20-second time frame when I'm backstage and then I come right back on. Do you have like a little NASCAR team back there? I, yeah, we have, we have dressers, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But yeah, I have like a system in place. Everything's set up in the back. So when I do run off, like everything's right there for me to just quickly throw everything off and put on the new outfit. So Beast in the movie really doesn't sing a lot. Like he has like guest parts in his song. So what are some of the solo stuff you get? In this one, there is a brief song towards the beginning called How Long Must This Go On, where he is reflecting that, like it sounds, he made a mistake and he feels tortured and how is this fair? A little bit later in the show is If I Can't Love Her, where Mm -hmm. he is sort of at his wit's end, lamenting the fact that he has failed to make this connection with what is very clearly an amazing person. And he is trying to figure out where he stands in life and what ultimately he is going to do. Later on is the uh, reprise of that song, which is a little sadder. But but it, it offers a lot more, I think, real insight into what the Beast is feeling than the original animated movie does, because all you get out of him in that is his interaction between him and his staff, or his interaction between him and Belle. This is very much his internal thought process, because there's no one else on the stage when he's singing these Mm -hmm. songs. So it's a soliloquy for all intents and purposes, where he's just bringing his thoughts out in this sort of cathartic manner, and it can be really intense and moving. I have to imagine just amping yourself up, having that much presence to just kind of own the stage. can be difficult when all eyes are focused on you and there's nothing else going on. Mm -hmm. During Be Our Guest, there's... 30-something people on the stage, and it's big, and there's a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. It's incredible and large in scope. My songs are just me in a spotlight. (laughs) Brooding. Always brooding. Yes, yes. My life is horrible. It's, (laughs) It's amazing, a little intimidating, but a lot of fun. 
if I recall correctly, Beast is a real screamy character due to a lot of yelling when you're doing your talky stuff. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> so much growling. Yeah, it, it, it can be a little tough on the voice, but it's fun. There's a stranger here. Yay. <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> Have you gotten used to him just probably yelling, get out at your face a whole bunch? Yeah, just like grabbing at me and roaring and yep she takes it so well though <laughs> she's amazing so you guys have done the dance then when he's wearing all the prosthetics what's that like the fake beard and the horns coming at you it's so much easier to be in the moment and be bell when he looks like beast you know it's just so much better when all of the elements are there there's one moment where i have to like reach up and touch his face and i'm always worried i'm gonna wipe off his makeup or like take off his beard or something but other than that it's great. <laughs> you know, we haven't done the standard elevator for people that are considering to see the play or something like that. How would you guys pitch it? The play is absolutely amazing. It is a classic Disney show that most everyone knows of or has seen in one format or another. I think so many people have never seen or heard the Broadway version of it, though, which is what we are performing. And this brings... I think, so much more into the show. You get to see the Beast's thought processes. You get to see how Belle grows in real time and through song. The costumes are amazing. The choreography is spectacular. The set's so good. The set is incredible. It's just... I'm impressed. Having done a great deal of theater, I would argue this is the best show I have seen. I would highly recommend that if you have the opportunity that you should come out and see it. The Carl Freeman Auditorium, oh, which Carl. is the historic stage in Olney. What's something that you really appreciate you think some people may not notice when they see the play? I would say to look out for all of the little things that our Gaston does, Clay. Because he is the person that keeps adding and keeps adding and taking it as far as he can with the character. And he just makes little facial expressions or like, I'll be talking and he'll be like, hmm. He embodies the character so well and he is constantly adding little teeny things that if people are watching for it, they'll be like, oh my gosh, he is Gaston. I mean, that's always the funny thing about the character to Gaston. Like, on paper, if you remove all the charm, he's a terrible character he's like the <laughs> yeah. worst however he gives you the best chance for flair and mm-hmm. flamboyance and i think a lot of people just love gaston because yeah of that. Mm-hmm. how many dozens of eggs like that's always my favorite thing five dozen four dozen eggs as a child to yeah. help five me get large now. and now yeah. five dozen yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> we do have an egg man in, you, our, in, our, in the ensemble you have an egg man yeah he carries he's around no his doubt. basket of eggs yes Doing very well <laughs> So when you guys get a character that's as established as this, do you do a lot of research looking at how other people perform? Do you, like, go internal? I do tons of research normally, but I try and I try and kind of watch the way so many different people do it so that nothing I do is, like, I'm copying this one person. I just try and watch a lot of different versions to see the way other people maybe, like, experienced that moment or portrayed a moment where I was like, oh, I, I never even thought Belle might be thinking that way. And then after a certain point, I don't listen to or watch anything because I don't want me to be saying a line just the way that someone did in the mm-hmm. soundtrack or be copying. I want to make it my own, but I want the influences of what other people may have seen in her. Yeah. 
And for Beast, it sounds like there's so much more to the play. Did you study like some tortured characters? Did you watch some other kind of stuff where it's like, <laughs> woe is me. It was very interesting because the Beast, as our director put it, he can't just be angry all the time. You wouldn't like him. He has to grow. And it was that growth, that line that's there that was difficult for me, I admit, to find. And I watched other variations of it, watched the Disney movie and things like that as I was trying to develop my character. And it was sort of that aha moment where seeing what he was doing and seeing his tone, it was like, if you closed your eyes, he sounded so gentle and so kind and just so wonderful. And it was like, that's it. That's exactly the point that I'm looking for. It's he is becoming this kind, gentle character, despite the horrific looks and the monstrous form and that kind of thing. And watching these other people helped me tease that out and figure out where I wanted to go with him, which I think has come out pretty well. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys both so much for your time. Beauty and the Beast starts on November 2nd. Uh, you guys have eight performances, I believe. Yes. That is correct. Oh, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you like? The first one, the last one, or the middle? Where's, what's your favorite kind of performance to do? I never want it to end. I don't <laughs> like the end ones. <laughs> it, it is spectacular. I love the early second weekend performances. They are very energetic because, you know, we've had a couple of days off and they're just spectacular in that regard. Uh, The second weekend, any kinks that might have still been there, long since been ironed out, everything looks great, falls into place. And then as soon as everything is perfect... You're done. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, I end every interview with the exact same question, and this is a very general question. What has you excited? What are you looking forward to? I... I'm buying a house. Oh, so you are? I am excited about that in my life. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you looking for uh, a house with good acoustics? Well, I met my neighbor for the first time, and they said she told me her husband was a musician. So I was like, great. Then you won't be totally annoyed when I'm like singing in my house, and you can totally hear me next door. So. Oh, there we go. And you're picking the right time because the grass is going to stop growing, so you don't have to worry about lawn <laughs> exactly, care for yes. like five months. <laughs> Looking forward just to a full night of sleep, probably. Yeah. The, this show is amazing, really, and was, everyone has been putting so much time and energy into it. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting, but it's also thrilling to see what we've produced and I'm waiting for the show to begin. I'm so excited about it. It is just all coming together. Everything is beautiful. Everyone is so talented. Oh yeah. And it's going to be amazing to see what it becomes when we have an audience that we can feed off of Mm -hmm. and have that energy coming back at us because everybody in my experience tends to perform better Mm -hmm. when they have that Mm -hmm. happening with them. You know, you get the real laughs for your laugh lines, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a totally different dynamic. And this particular show is going to be spectacular. Ooh, have either of you had any Beauty and the Beast themed nightmares during any of this or weird dreams? I truly wake up rehearsing my lines or thinking about my costume changes. Like, I I can't think of a nightmare, but I honestly wake up like, oh, my God, I have to preset my dress to do this costume change when I get there. Like, I am constantly thinking about it. So there's no chance that I'm not dreaming about it, too. It's definitely in my dreams. I am exactly the same. No dreams that I recall, but I open my eyes in the morning and think, the magic mirror, I need to. It's (laughs) (laughs) arguably not healthy, but it it, Oh, it's totally not healthy. But but we're constantly thinking about our parts and how to make them better and how to, you know, those those all those little details that you need Mm -hmm. to, you know, knock out. And it's the last thought as I go to bed at night and the first thought when I wake up in the morning and everything in between. Yeah, there's no separation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Thank Thank you you for having us.